I wish you'd stand with me, please, while I read from the Scriptures and show honor to the Word of God that we have before us. I want to read from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 25 and 26. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refuse him that speaketh on earth, much more shall we shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. Our Father, use us for again, one more time, one more time, Lord, one more time. <laughs> that we might be able to lift up thy name in such a way that someone will come to know Christ as their Savior. Have your way, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. So many people are so confused in so many areas. And I'm not trying to stand here and tell you that I'm the epitome of all knowledge and all wisdom. Not long ago the other day, I heard someone say that I've, something I've heard said many times, many, many times, and I'm sure you have too. How could a good God, a good loving God, a wonderful God of love, how could anybody like that sentence or send anyone to hell? Well, if you had tried all of your life to concoct or put together a, a statement that you thought was wise or thought was worthwhile questioning, you could not be farther from the truth. No one can ever accuse God of sending them to hell. Nobody. Not one soul can legitimately stand that day in God's presence at the white throne judgment and say, You sent me to hell. Now I'm going to say something here, but while you're here and while you may be listening for a few moments, if you go out that door today and walk out of here without Christ, that's going to be your own fault. If you reject the Son of God that died and prayed, paid the supreme price for your soul, and you go to hell, you're the one that chose to go there, not Him. You could not arrive at a more stupid question, a more stupid question in your lifetime than to say, God sent me to hell. That shows, if it shows anything at all, of your ignorance of the Scriptures. That's the first thing you can say. Because this entire Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, declares old prophets prophesied of His coming. They prophesied and told there's coming a Savior, and He did come. And he came for one reason, to keep you out of hell. 
It shows your ignorance of the cross. Did you know many folks today wear a little symbol, a little cross around their neck and are lost? Just as lost as can be. I don't know why you wear it, because if you just stopped for one moment and thought of the price that was paid on that cross for your sins, you'd want to know Him that paid that price. Did you notice what the Bible said in verse 25? See that you've refused not Him. You know why that you will, if you go to hell, why you'll go? Because you refuse Him. The Bible said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. The Bible said also, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation. Now don't, don't, don't miss what I'm about to say and quote. The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. Don't you go out of here and tell me that God somewhere along the road of life has not spoke to your heart. Don't you insult my intelligence and do you not dare insult the Word of God. God said I have spoke to you. I told you. I called you. Don't you dare tell me that God sending you to hell. You're making a choice. You're saying today, heaven or hell won. I don't know what you're going to say. But that's your, that's your doing, not God. Let me, read, let me read some more. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. Oh, friend. Oh, can you not hear? Do you listen to me? How many of you right now in this building, adult or child, whatever, can remember a day? I know. Listen, let me, let, me just, let me just stop there a moment. Did you know I was saved in August of 1935? If I was able, which I'm not physically, I'd run all over this place and shout and scream and holler and yell and squall and, and have a nasal drip. You say, why? First of all, I'm happy serving the Lord, but bless your heart, I'm happy because I'm going to heaven. You say, don't you suppose? Suppose my foot. I know I'm going. I don't have to say eeny, meeny, miny, moe. I made that day, that's the greatest day of my life, when I went to my knees at an old-fashioned altar and asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come into my heart and my life. Now you say, well, do you think he was able to save you? Listen, oh, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Your refusal of God. Your little refusal of God. And if you walk out that door lost, you know what you're saying? 
I'm refusing you, God. I don't want you. I don't need you. I'm refusing you. That's what you're saying. Because God has said today is the day of salvation. God has said now is the accepted time. So God said, hey, it's time. He said, hey, this is the day. And the price has been paid. Hallelujah. I think I ought to have a glory hallelujah right there, don't you? Amen. Now notice. For if they escape not who refused him, you say, well, I'm, I'm, I, one of these days I'm going to get saved. Procrastination is your biggest enemy. Here you are fiddling around and saying, well, you know, I, one of these days, one of these days. Here I am next August to second Sunday in August, 60 years of preaching. 60 years. And it's not been a privilege of mine. It's been a horrifying experience. I've stood over the bed of men that were lost and heard them scream, get my feet out of the flames, I'm burning in hell. Well, you said, I don't believe in hell. Now, I'm sure that will make it go away. Oh, I'm sure just because you don't believe in it, that's going to say, it's gone. No. Just because you do not believe in the flames of hell does not mean that it's going away. It's there. It's there now. I've heard men scream. Did I enjoy it? No. Some of you right now are procrastinating to the extent that you say, well, eventually I'll get right. Well, I hope that's true. I hope you do get right with God. I pray you will. Now, you know, let me, let me just share something with you right now. Just share it with you. This morning I got up at 5 o'clock. I'm an early riser. Sometimes early I get up. I feel kind of embarrassed when I wait that, wait, wait that late to get up. But I rise early. I begin to pray and seek the face of God about the message. I've been praying this week about it. And uh, and God began to deal with my heart. And I, now listen to this. I thought my heart was, my, my mind was settled on what I was going to preach. Now you laugh at this and smirk and whatever you want to do, it don't make a bit of difference. I've been in this so long, it don't bother me no more. But the Holy Ghost spoke to my heart and said there's going to be a man and a woman there today that's lost. They're going to be there. And you're here right now. You said, who am I? I don't know, but God knows. God knows who you are. And you fiddled around with your soul just about as long as, well, I'm not going to sound like some prophetic person like that. I'm not. But God's giving you one more chance today. 
You say, are you a hellfire brimstone preacher? You got it right, hoss. You got it right. I'm an old-fashioned preacher that believes there is a burning hell. I believe today the tragic thought right in my mind and my heart right now is somebody God has brought to the way of the Cross Baptist Church this morning for you to accept him or reject him or refuse him what the Scripture said. Now I want to bring you a second thought. I want to bring you a second thought. Found in the book of Proverbs chapter 24, Verse 26. Notice what the Bible said. Because I have called and you refused. He said, I stretched out my hand and you didn't regard it. He said, you said it not all of my counsel and would none of my reproof. Now then, notice what he said. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. I've often wondered, I've often wondered what it will be like for that soul that has sat under old-fashioned Bible preaching. When their lungs begin to wheeze out that last breath, and their tongue is dry, and their fever's raging. I wonder if they can already hear the screams of the damned. I wonder if they can already hear the flames roaring in the pits. Oh, you said, is there a hell right now? Yes! I have a doctor friend of mine that tells me I ought to quit preaching because my health is diminishing so fast. He said, you've paid your dues. And I tell him as politely as I can, shut up. Just shut your cotton-picking mouth. As long as God will give me one more breath, I want to tell somebody, stay out of hell. When conviction came, you resisted. Acts chapter 7, verse 51, he said, you stiff-necked, and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost. You know why some of you won't go to church regular? You know, if you get there somewhere down the road, you're going to bump into the Holy Ghost. Yeah. He's going to ring your bell. So you stay away and watch uh, Who Shot John. Somewhere down the road, I'm shaking like a leaf. Somebody's going to meet God. Going to meet God. He said, you do always resist the Holy Ghost. 
Somebody say, what kind of a God is God? Oh, bless your heart for asking. He's a God of, if you could title him or put a tag on him, if you could, if you could bring up a name that would be fitting for him, he's a God of love. Bible said he commendeth his love toward us in that while we were sinners, he died for us. John said in John 3, For God so loved the world that he gave, oh, what a price to pay for wretches such as you and I. He gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, I can never quote John 3, 60 without quoting John 3, 70. For he sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world. He never come with a stick in his hand to beat you over the head. He came to bring you to a knowledge of your need for Christ. How many of you remember that day that God brought conviction on you. Oh, bless His name. And you, can you, you said, Brother Moo, just the little boy, 1935. Yeah. I remember that blessed day I was sitting in a pew and suddenly the awareness of my sinfulness gripped my heart. was trembling and saw the need and I started to go out a window. <laughs> oh, bless the Lord. My little old shouting four by four mama saw me going out and grabbed me by the shirt tail and said, Ed, are you lost? And I said, yes, sir. Sure am. She said, do you want to get saved? I said, sure do. <laughs> and she and Sister Maxwell led me down to the altar. I couldn't hardly walk. When God convicts you and shows you your sinfulness and shows you how sorry and low down and good for nothing, pukefied buzzard bait you are. And you see your wretchedness, your blindness, and your sinfulness. What a creature you are. And the load lays heavy on you. You want something done about it? And Mama got on her knees and began to pray. Her sister Maxwell framed up on me. Little old bitty sister Maxwell, silver gray hair, put her arms around me and whispered in my ear and said, Ed, do you know what to do? And I said, No, ma'am, I sure don't. And she began to tell me, sweet and kind, said, Tell God you're a lost sinner. Ha ha ha. I said, God, I'm an old lost sinner. 
He said, invite him into your heart, son. I said, ma'am. She said, ask him to come into your heart and forgive your sins and wash your sins away and say, I did. And he did. Amen. Amen. And it's real. It's real. Oh, I know it's real. Praise God, all the doubts are all settled. And I know, I know it's real. Oh, you said, now wait a minute, Preacher Blue. Uh, What about my old sins? Oh, he takes care of that. The Bible said, he'll remember them against me no more. You say, what do you mean? God has forgotten all of my sins. Hallelujah. He's a God of love. In 1 Corinthians 4.21, What will ye? Shall I come unto you with a rod or love? <laughs> are in the spirit of meekness. God said, you want me to grab up a rod? God said, you want me to come to you with a rod? Or do you want me to come in love and meet me? <laughs> Hallelujah. How many of you are glad you're saved? Say amen. That's the way, boy. That's it, son. All right. You refuse his word over and over and over and over again. John 5, verse 38. And ye have not his word abiding in you, for whom he has sent it, ye believe not. One of the first verses I ever memorized that if we will confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Then he said, not by works of right. Some of you are trying to be good so you can go to heaven. That's about as dumb as you can get. You can't be good. If you could be that good, Jesus died in vain. He wasted his life. If you somehow, through your own merits, can somehow work up enough goodness, no, no, no. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. He said, ah, it's a gift. Is that right? It's a gift. It's a crude illustration, but it's one that I've used many times. See, you're not helping God save you. You don't do a little bit and Him do a little bit. That's ridiculous. Well, you know, I'm straightening up in a lot of air. A girl told me last week as I witnessed to her, she said, I quit cussing. Well, whoopie do. And she said, I'm doing better. 
cry as I would, cry as hard as I could. I could not get her to see it was not anything of her doing. It was Christ. Jesus said, I want to give you a gift. The Bible said the gift of God, the gift of God. Say that with me. The gift of God. Say it again. The gift of God is what? Eternal life. That's what it is. The gift of God. Oh, bless his sweet name. Honey, look here, darling. Would you come here, Brother Blue, just a minute? Come here just a minute. Come here. Come up here just a minute. I want to, you're going to help me preach this morning. Boy, I appreciate it. That's good. That's good. Here sits a little girl. Has no idea what I'm going to do. But I'm going to give her something. She hadn't worked for it. She hadn't done one thing to deserve it. She had not done one single thing. But I'm going to give her something as a gift. Just like God gave me something that day. Did you hear what I, the first thing I told her to do was come. And she did. She has not asked me to do one thing. I asked her to come. I said I had a gift for her. God is saying to every lost man here, come. I've got a gift for you. To every lost woman, come. I've got a gift for you. Come. You don't have to do one thing. I want to give it to you. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. God said, oh, come on. I want to give you something. You said, well, I don't think I could live it. Oh, I can tell you before you get here, you can't do it. You couldn't do it. If you, Lord, you could. You can't live right. You say, what, what, how, how am I going to do it then? He is your sustainer. He is your helper. He is that blessed Holy Ghost, that blessed Holy Spirit. He said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I'll pray the Father and He'll send you. Oh, bless His name. The day He left, oh, glory to God. Oh, bless His name. The day He left, He said, Father, I'm going. Send Him. That Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost. You know what he's done? He walks alongside. Oh, ain't this good? Oh, this is better than a dip of brutal. Amen. You have forgot what I said in my opening statement. This morning at 5 o'clock, and God never has lied to me. He can't lie. There's somebody here lost today. You say, well, well, Brother Blue, I'm already a church member. I don't give a flip what you are. God said there's somebody here lost. I've saw a lot of preachers saved. I've saw a lot of deacons saved, a lot of piano players saved, a lot of choir directors. I've saw people get saved that were already a member of the church, but that's not it. You need to get born again. 
of an incorruptible seed by the Word of God that liveth and abideth forever. Somebody here is lost. If I could, but I won't, and God don't want me to, I'd lock the door and not let you out because I fear for your soul. Now I'm giving out physically. Now listen to me. I'm not trying to hog in on this preacher's day. I came back from Florida 33 years ago. And some folks come to me and ask me if I'd help start a church. This is the church we started. I never did pastor. I told them I wasn't going to pastor. I'm an evangelist. I said, I'll help you start it. But God has got somebody in this church today that needs to get in. When you said, I'm going to leave, I'm going to go, when you say dismiss, now you may do it, but I'm warning you. God said, you refuse. And some of you are getting ready to refuse right now. Come on, Peggy, please, the piano. Come on, honey, and get your song ready. Now listen to me. Masons, have I ever lied to you? I'll never lie to any of you. Somebody here today, God has brought here for a reason, for you to get saved. And you said, oh, you're one of them old preachers trying to scare me. Nope, I'm not trying to scare nobody. I'm just telling you the truth. The Bible said you shall know the truth. The truth shall make you free. And today I'm giving you the truth. Now what you do with it, somebody said, I'm going to refuse it. I can't keep you from doing that. You said, won't it embarrass you if nobody don't come? No, I wish you wouldn't do that. I wish you would come. But it won't embarrass me because I've done what God told me to do. If not one soul come, I've still done what God told me to do. You said, you, you really believe you're right. You really believe you're right. You think there's somebody here right now? Don't think a thing about it. I know there is. I know you're here. I don't know who you are, but I know you're here. God told me at 5 o'clock this morning you're going to be here. You, don't, you may not know it, but God may have slapped five wrecks out of your way for you to get here. Now, we're about to, we're about to go into an altar call. Somebody right here is trembling. Your palms are wet with sweat. Your heart's trembling. And you know I'm right. I want you to bow your head. Close your eyes. Now, Father, I've done the very best I knew how. I've preached the Word of God as plain and simple as I know how. And God, there's somebody right here, right now, the Holy Ghost has got them under conviction. I pray in the name of Christ they won't refuse. Help them not to refuse. Help them not to refuse. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Nobody's looking. Don't you dare look. Don't you dare look. Don't you open your eyes. I wonder, would you raise your hand and say, Preacher, it's me. I need to get right with God. I don't need to leave here lost like this. Would you raise your hand right now? Yes. Yes, there's two. There's somebody else. There's another one. I wonder if there's another. That's three. Now, you keep on praying, folks. God's, God's shaking somebody's tree here today. I wonder if there's another. Raise your hand and say, pray for me. 
Raise up your hand and say, pray for it. There's another one right there. Amen. That's four. There's five. Now, they're not talking about backsliding. They're talking about being lost. I wonder if there's another to raise your hand and say, pray for me, preacher. I don't want to die like this. I don't want to die like this. I'm lost. Would you raise your hand right now? Come on. Come on. Come on. Hurry, hurry. Hurry right quick. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray when the song is sung, they'll walk down the aisle. They'll walk down the aisle. I wonder which one of these was the one you talked to me about this morning, 5 o'clock. I pray they'll come in Jesus' name. Let's stand together, please, while she's saying just as I am. I want every one of you that raise your hand to come right now. Sing it. Come on. Come on. Come on. I want some man to be with that man right there. Come on. Come on. Oh, lady, don't stand there. For God's sake, come on right now. Come on. Bow your heads. Bow your heads. Bow your heads. There's a lady right here right now. She raised her hand. The devil's already fouled her. And the devil's already said, don't you go, don't you go, don't you. Lady, you know who I'm talking to. You raise your hand. For God's sake, don't you dare leave like this. There's another. There's two over here that they raised their hand, and they started to come, and were stopped. I wouldn't have done that for ten million worlds. I wouldn't have done that for ten million worlds. I'm begging you on this next verse. I'm begging. Don't let anything hinder you. I'm begging you to come right now. Sing the verse. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, God. Come on. How many of you believe the Holy Ghost is here right now? I want some of you men to get right over there. I want you to start praying right now. We're serious, folks. Somebody's on their way to hell. Somebody's lost here. For God's sake, I don't want to let you go until you get right with God. I want you to come right now. I want you men to pray. If you've ever got a hold of God, I want you to pray. Sing one more verse right now. Come on, sing, sing, sing. Come on. Come on. Come on right now. Oh, God, don't do that. Oh, blessed Lord. Blessed, blessed Lord. Oh, blessed Lord. Bow your head, close your eyes. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Dear Lord, dear Lord, dear Lord, oh dear Lord, oh dear Lord, 
Oh, right now, speak to that lady back there. God, Holy Ghost, speak to her again. One more time. God, put your hand on her. She raised her trembling hand in the air and said, I need to get right with God. I pray, Lord Jesus, right now. Oh, God. Right now, lady. You know who I'm talking about. You know. You know who I'm talking about. Come on right now. Right this minute. Please, right now. Oh, dear Lord. Our Father in heaven, God, unworthy creatures as we are, we thank you for visiting with us today. We thank you, dear Lord, for what you're doing already in this altar call. Oh, blessed Lord. There's others that did not come, but they raised their hands. But oh, dear Lord, somewhere today, Somewhere, may thy grace and mercy give them that other opportunity that they'll get right with God. Have your way. Have your way for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother, for praying. How many of you glad you came? Raise your hand. Say amen. All right, Pastor.